Welcome to the Visible Coaches podcast. I'm Angela Durant and you'll meet Anka Herman a little later. Between us, we have 30 years of business experience. We've started and grown our businesses from nothing but an idea, learning to play to our strengths as introverts in what often feels like an extrovert world. If you have ever felt any resistance to how others tell you you have to market yourself or bear your soul on social media just to get clients, then this podcast is for you. We know the unique challenges that introverted coaches face when it comes to selling their services. So if you're ready to learn how to spot those golden opportunities right under your nose, clarify your message, nurture that market and get more business coming your way, all without sacrificing your energy levels or well-being, then plug your AirPods in and let's go. Well, welcome to the Visible Coaches podcast with Angela and Anka. How to build an audience from scratch. Isn't that just about the most frustrating thing if you've ever bought a program and they've promised you the world and you suddenly get module three, because module one is normally what's the thing that you're selling. Module two is normally pick your target market or your niche or your ideal client. And number three is grow your audience. And that's about the time that most people dive back out of the program and bomb because actually you can't get to module four, which is sell to that audience until you've actually built them. And that's often very much more challenging. It can take long time, it can be short time, it can be all manner of things, but what it is, is it's really important. And since we went online, I personally notice, and I can't wait, Anka, for you to just dive into this, is my experience was that I could go and do public speaking when it was offline. I could go into my local community. I could show up and network and people could see, feel, hear and touch what I was about and what I was doing. In fact, I found offline a heck of a lot easier and I didn't need to niche nearly as importantly or really understand that audience segment nearly as much as when I had to go online. And I had about 90 minutes when my husband had a cardiac arrest in 2019 to turn everything online. And I felt absolutely at sea. It felt like this vast ocean, like I'd just, like I'd come out of the toddler rock pool as it were, and I'd suddenly head into the deepest ocean with all of the currents, all of the noise, right at the beginning of the pandemic, probably along with many other people. And it felt really challenging until you and I connected and you started to explain how we needed to go about building an audience. And it took me a couple of months to get out of my worst habits of wanting to just be a direct seller and start understanding that the game online needed to be played very, very differently than ever I built my businesses offline. Um, So I'm really looking forward to what you have to say on this because I've learned so much. And one of the first things was slowing down and really seeing things very, very differently. Um, You know, and what was a short term solution? What was a long term one? So I'm going to hand over to you for you to take it away with, you know, maybe all of the things that we, you know, people need to think of at the start, gaps that they might be missing and, you know, where they where they can really understand what they need to be focused on now so anchor take it away yeah i mean the reason i'm there's two reasons i'm really passionate about i mean first of all uh you know i always say i'm I'm the queen of pivots like i've started from scratch in different things more than once or twice so i know what it's like 
when you start from scratch. So when you can't tap into an existing network, you know, like I always find people so like so often like to compare their own progress with that of somebody who worked for a marketing agency and now goes on out on their own, you know, and they take away the, they take with them the contacts, they take with them the client list, like they're not starting from scratch like you do. So, you know, that's that's why I understand what's involved and what it feels like when you know you have a lot to give and nobody seems to care because nobody knows you're there. And if they know, it's like, yeah, whatever, I don't need your thing. It's this feeling like yelling in a vacuum. And it's not a nice feeling. And I actually think in most programs, it isn't covered in lesson three. It actually isn't covered at all. Right? They basically say, pick your, pick your niche, you know, put together a webinar, and then sell from that webinar. The piece that nobody talks about is like, who the hell are you going to invite to that webinar? Right? So because at the end of the day, it is actually, in essence, it's really simple. Right? You need to have something to sell, and you need people to sell it to. Right. So now if you take that offline situation where you're in a room, you know, where the contact is a lot more direct. And especially if you're a coach, we're talking about trust here. Right. And just some Facebook profile, that's not going to be enough. So you have to find a way to build that trust that you can build fairly quickly when you're having a coffee and you're in, in person with, a, you know, with somebody else and they get a real feel for how you roll you have to find a way to do that online where you have more distance in between and people might need to see you more than once, right? And I think I always find there is a difference between like a network, that's kind of the people who sort of pick up the phone when you call, like you're really, you're close people, the people you actually know, they could be partners, they could be potential clients. And the audience, which is kind of your email list, which is like a bigger pool of people who know that you exist, who know who are interested in what you're doing. And you don't need, it's not so much about huge numbers, right? And I think when you sell a one-to-one -one service or when you're starting out, well, you don't need a big audience at all, but you do need some people who are interested, who know what you offer and might be interested, or could you put you in touch with somebody who does? Like there's no way around that, right? So I think the first step is like, keep it close. You know, people are always trying like, oh, Facebook ads, right? Because I can't sell it to the person who actually knows, has my, my phone number. But I'm trying to sell it to people somewhere on the internet who've never heard of me, that won't work. So I think starting close to home is always a good idea, right? And especially for coaches, I always remember coach said to me, look, your inner circle, you know, what I call your network, they're the people who pick up the phone when you call. And your clients will always come out of that circle. So really, when you look at audience building, your only job is to bring people, bring the right people into that inner circle, right? And there's a million ways of doing that. And you can pick a couple of ways that suit you. Right. If you're, you know, if the idea of being on video freaks you out. Well, don't, you know, you can record a podcast, you can write, right. So you can find your way of connecting with people, but you kind of want to keep in mind what the ultimate objective is, right. As you said, I don't even know whether it was this episode or last, you know, if it's, if people don't know that I exist, yeah. they can't hire me, right. So that, 
that awareness is the first step and then building that trust because you're not going to hire a coach when you're not really sure whether they can help you or not, right? So I think it's about building trust and building relationships, right? And so if you work one-to-one, your intimate, like your personal contact is kind of what you need. When you start thinking, hey, I want to offer a group program, well, then you're going to need more people that know about you. So then you might want to start that email list where you can get people to hear from you over time. Because how often have you come across, because people are always like, oh, I just put it out there, right? And they put something on Facebook and people just scroll on Facebook and like, well, I don't know who you are, whatever. I'm not going to give you the second that to even look at. And even if I resonate with the topic, if your name doesn't ring a bell, why should I listen to you, right? So it's it's that, and you scroll past. So you want to start, again, you want to start sort of as close to home as possible and then grow from there. And it's not about, you know, having, you can have, I, I don't know, you know, I run summits. I have sometimes speakers who come say, oh, I have a 10,000 people list. They're not always the people who, who actually have the best results, you know? So it's more about resonating and about the right, 10 of the right people are better than 10,000 of people who don't care, right? So it's not about, but you want to think about that. How can you offer people who could be interested in your services, how can you offer them gentle ways to come closer into your world? If you look at it through that lens, I think a lot of things become simpler and not as not as scary either, but you don't want to ignore that process until you're desperate to sell something. Because it's like, yeah, you don't want to go on LinkedIn and start building a network when you're already looking for a job, right? So it's helpful to build that, to start that process as early as you possibly can. You know, when you're still not sure who you're actually going to serve, yeah, then you just kind of work on that. But the moment you have an idea, you want to start that early and never stop. Because, you know, it also your audience needs to be kind of more like a flowing river rather than a stale lake, right? So it's just something that it's not, it's one like, it's like, like taxes, like you kind of want to not stop, right? It's always there. You need to pay attention to it and, uh, and just get into the habit of, of connecting with people. Do you know what's come to mind for me? And I think it's a bit like... It's a bit like when we did the, you know, this idea of the chicken and the egg of marketing, which comes first. I think there's something very similar to this around what you stand for and then who you who you attract. I think there's something a bit chicken the egg about it, because oh. as you were listening, as, as you were talking, I was just making some notes because just in case anybody didn't realize that when each of us are talking, sometimes we actually get an insight from each other. We don't know what each oh, other's going to say. I think we always do, we all never, the time. <laughs> we never know what each other's going to say. But I started to imagine, I thought, what is it about the no like, and trust? What is it about that awareness, trust, building a relationship? What is it that is so important? In, but, you know, we just go build an audience that you sell to them. And so that's what I think the most, the most um, unlife affirming thing to do is what you often see being shoved down your throat in marketing, which is, you know, 20 leads a day, as it were, and all these people as if they're just sort of sausages going to just sort of like come down this conveyor belt to you. And they're all just going to go, oh, my God, I must have your thing. And then they're all just coming down your funnel. That's just not going to happen. Um, what I notice is what you stand for is 
almost synonymous with starting this process, which is why I think people go, oh, I don't know what to sell. I don't know what I want to do. And they go around this process because actually, for me, what I want to do or sell doesn't necessarily kind of come first for me when I'm going through this process. I literally, again, like our other podcast, you know, why should people pay attention to me or why should people listen to me is... I, I go, what do I want to stand for on this subject? What, what what am I going through in my life right now? What's the thing that I, in the marketplace, that if, you know, I kind of like if I had 24 hours to, to save the world kind of moment, what would be the thing that I'd be saying? Or what's my opinion on this topic? What do I stand for as a person in my life and the things that I've learned? What do I stand for? And then knowing that actually my audience is attracted to how I treat people. Because I, you know, in, in what I'm noticing is how I show up, how I am with people, how I, uh, you know, and I've had some real hard lessons to learn around that. Because one of my biggest personal challenges that I've that had to start to overcome is people pleasing and fear of what other people will think. And that's a real issue if you want to build an audience, because if you want to build an audience, you've got to be somebody that the audience want to follow. And when we're terrified of what people think of us, that's also a bit of a problem. You know, we either hide. Yeah, it's like we either kind of feel as if we're fake and putting on an act or so there's I think part of this audience building is it it helps you to really form your own identity. It helps you to work out who you are on the stage of life, a bit like Shakespeare. You know, all the world is a stage and we are merely players there a part of, which is well, what part are you playing right now on the world stage in your life? Because to go out or to be in business or to build any level of practice or speciality, we're coming out onto the world stage and we're saying, I'm standing for something. And you can trust me because this is how I act, operate, think, feel. You can trust me because this is these are the, the codes of conduct and the way that I'm going to treat and work with you. Because I think what that does is, it depresses the psychological hot buttons that we've all got, which goes, I don't want to feel played in order for you to take my money. I don't want to be played or played again or feel, you know, as if I bought the wrong thing. That's why we have consumer rights acts and all sorts of legalities in in law about, you know, what you guarantees when you buy something. Why? Because we want the people, you know, it almost needs to be synonymous. We don't need to say we've got integrity. If you're a specialist, we need to, you know, people need to know how they're going to be treated. And the third one is that they want to know that you're going to do what you say. And so it really, I think it's the biggest personal development journey I've ever taken in my entire life. Because growing an audience is not just sort of saying this perfect message and then watching everybody flood through the doors. It's standing on the world stage and going, this is who I am. And that takes some work, I think. And I think it keeps evolving. And the final one is once we've done what we've said, I think they want us to be able to say clearly and communicate what we do and yet everybody comes to us or to me because they're going my message isn't landing and when I'm going back there's three pieces to that that before we set before we're able to say what we can do for people we've got to know what we stand for we've got that people are, we've got to really decide how we're going to work with people how we're going to treat them who we want to be on the world stage 
you know, or in our local community or in our group or in that inner circle? How, how do we want to interact? And what are those relationships? How do we want people to see us? And then how do we do what we say with them, which is the way that we work, the offer? And as we keep working with that, and we get that opportunity in front of more people, that's where the trust is built. That's what came to me from what you were saying. And I'd love you to maybe kind of bounce off that. Yes, and I want to really ride home that piece because, you know, we've always talked about it. (laughs) You know, I kind of feel like banging on about this for years. This piece, the simplicity in this, right? There is like, when you build a business, like there's something that you want to bring to the table, right? And you need to package that up into something people can buy, which is your offer. And you need to have people who you can offer it to. That's your audience, right? So, so often people, that's exactly what my message is not landing, right? So they kind of hold back. They think, well, I can't go out and build that audience until I have my offer perfect. And I think that's not how it works, right? Because sometimes and so often, and I'm literally just, doing it right now with with the doggy project right i knew these are the people i wanted to serve i had no idea that i know what i'm standing i know what i stand for that's the core piece like that's really all you need in order to you know what's your kind of what's your mission what's that core value like what do you stand for that's the piece you need to know right and then you can start connecting with people And in those conversations that you have, whether they're, you know, directly in a Zoom call or there are people responding to social media or emails or whatever, it doesn't matter. From the feedback you're getting, that's usually what actually helps you refine the offer that you can actually put in front of people. They will help you because you can't make that up in a vacuum anyway, right? So sometimes people have an offer like, this is what I want to sell. And then you have to go out and find those people and I think most of the time it doesn't actually work that way. It doesn't most work. of the time you need to know, all you need to know is what do I stand for? What's the state? What's the flag I'm planting into the yeah. into the ground here? And then you start connecting with people and those people will actually help you refine the offer, right? And yeah. then because then you can take their needs into account, you understand better what they're looking for and what the challenges are. And then you can say, well, actually, I can help with this. Right? So it's, you don't have the worst thing. And I literally did an interview with somebody who helps people market their books. And I asked him, like, what's the one mistake people make, like authors make? And he goes, well, there's one mistake. And I hope I was hoping that that's what he'd say. And he did. He says, people start building their audience too late. Mm-hmm. He says, when you have the idea, when the book's six months out or earlier, you want to start kind of rallying your people around you so that by the time the book comes out there's people who are interested in what you've got to say and that's i think knowing what you stand for is enough and the next step needs to be connecting with other people yeah and that's so strategic isn't it and i think you know i i i i think just to kind of let people off the hook a little bit i certainly started without any of that understanding um And I've built an audience offline and I'm learning to build it online. It is different, but it's but principles are not different principles like gravity. They're the same all the way through. And I think once you see what you're about and want to be about and the thing that you want to sell, 
it becomes or that, you know, just that direction that you want to go in. It does become easier because your confidence is behind what you're standing for. And I think that's the, the big thing that I see missing is that people are wanting to get to a level of money or a level of perceived success before they've truly settled on what they're actually about in the world, the mission bit. Um, and actually, I think mission can evolve. I think it can change, etc. I think we can pick up a mission from somebody else's mission as if we should want that. And, and then really you won't, but you'll, you won't build anything ultimately you are not aligned with because you'll find a way to sabotage it very, very quickly if you're not aligned with it. So take the time today to just think about what do you want to be about? Because if you want to build an audience and those strategic pieces um, around doing that, you first need to know what you're about. And rather than going a tailspin, you could do it quite quickly. You actually know it doesn't, it's not a lack of clarity uh, no. that's stopping you. It's, it's actually not a lack of clarity, it's a lack of courage, isn't it? Yeah. Because I find, you know, and, and funny enough, again, like the Dobby Project is the perfect example for it. It's like the thing you're really passionate about, like plan A is actually easier to create than the thing that you think you can pull off or the thing you should be doing, right? That's like, so I would definitely go, well, what do you stand for? What do you really want? Yeah. And on that note, till next time, take care. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to the Visible Coaches podcast. If you've ever felt the pressure to market yourself in ways that don't align with your true nature, this podcast is your sanctuary. If you've enjoyed what you've heard so far, make sure to subscribe to the Visible Coaches podcast on your favorite platform. And we would really be grateful if you could leave us a review. Your feedback means the world to us and it helps us reach more introverted coaches like you. To grab this episode's free resource, visit thevisiblecoachespodcast.com now. That's thevisiblecoachespodcast.com. Let's continue to embrace our introverted strength, create meaningful connections, and make waves in the coaching world. Until next time.